Hey, Mark. Hey, Johnny. How's it going there, buddy? Well, I've had better days, man. Yeah, what's going on, man? Well, had a long run, but 13 years, 13 years together and 10 years married, and I think my lady finally called a quits on me. Oh, shit. What, what, what happened, buddy? Well, to put a long story short, she caught me in bed with the ice cream girl. Oh, getting two scoops. In my own defense, Dido is what does it for me, and that's just what happened to be blaring outside the ice cream truck. So, really, it's the ice cream lady's fault. <laughs> the Germans are truly a depressed people. Their ice cream trucks play Dido. <laughs> I don't know where else we're going to go with this, except for to say, welcome to Dang Old Podcast. <laughs> this is a weird misdirect. We start all low energy and shit, and then I totally broke character, and... <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> my my beer's gone hot. I'm wondering why I hit record at all. German raindrops on my window. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome to the dang old podcast. Because even if I could, it would all be great to hit play on your podcast app and remind you that this is the weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy, Johnny. We take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the good parts and the bad parts and the highs and the lows, and we slap it with our patented rating system, and Johnny, let's just get on into it, buddy, because I feel weird about Dido now. (laughs) Well, I mean, I felt weird about Dido since Eminem made it very popular again, (laughs) Uh, but we're going to jump into episode 123, Suge Knight. Uh, Okay. Wow. That was an apt fucking just like callback to Eminem with a name like Suge Knight. <laughs> Isn't that the point? Um, I, that was not my point. That was a total coincidence. No, I mean like the episode name. Isn't that the point? It is. I'm assuming okay. as much. It's a reference to the, the guy who owned Death Row Records or like, yeah, like killed Tupac or Big E or both. Easy. Know, that guy. Well, he didn't give him the AIDS. He just didn't fucking help him. <laughs> Um, okay wink 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 <laughs> um guys episode 123 Shug night original air date may 5th 2002 uh this is written by alex gregory and peter hyuk this is our second episode in a row that we've got from these guys um cast of characters hank peggy bobby hill dale gribble bill dotree boom Hauer in a non-speaking role nancy gribble john redcorn and mandy and becky mark we're gonna get horny this episode aren't we at least a little bit. A little bit. Just a little tiny bit. I, I We knew it was coming. We knew that this episode was coming because we've we've had all of these illusions, illusions, excuse me, to Nancy and her hotness in, in things <laughs> like um, uh, the trouble with the gribbles and Cansey. And we just, yeah, exactly. Like she's been the hot piece in the alley for quite some time now, barring men, mm-hmm. which... Let's be real here. Let's men's the real trophy wife. Um, so it was. It was. It, it, we're bound to get to it. As you mentioned last episode, season six has been kind of our treasure trove of hey, we're we're, we're done doing main stories off of just our main characters. Let's dive into like the side characters. And this is yeah. a very Nancy heavy episode. Yes, it is. Uh, So our synopsis, Mark, Hank starts having lewd dreams about Nancy and Peggy is less than thrilled. You know, I I don't know how else to like incorporate the propane aspect into this. So (laughs) I'm just going to go with that, man. You're you're good, buddy. Like, Um, A story characters, Hank, Peggy and Nancy. Uh, Let's get into some notes, man. Yeah, do it up, buddy. So we have two episodes in a row now about hot nancy uh, because we just had the the a bug gribble episode now it's it's a throwback to dale calling her cancy and and all this sort of stuff. i don't know i feel like we're just seeing a lot more of her and then she's all, all of a sudden she's gonna go away for a long time is she she's not gonna be the focal point for a while when's her um forest fire episode because I feel like that's got to be right around the corner. Mm, it might be. 
It, you know what? You actually, it might be next season. It, now that I think about it, because you're right, she's going to go from being the weather girl to being an actual journalist because of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I just don't remember. You know what I mean? She's not a super memorable character at this point, which is it, it's silly. Like I said, because she's supposed to be the hot piece of the alley, but yeah. Um, I don't know about you. I have written down here as a note that the dream sequences feel like they could have just been acid trip scenes. Like, why did they do this weird white border around? Was it because they blew their animation budget for the year and they're like, well, now we've got all these weird dreams that we've got to do where Nancy's naked and Hank is naked and we can't afford to do like a cool acid trip scene. So let's just do this janky ass white border around it and like give it some weird background music. Isn't that the like internationally recognized dream sequence filter? Kind of hazy, cloudy... If so, then that's the first thing I've ever seen. Oh, man, like Garfield, the TV show. Homer does it, like... Okay. That Think about that, Um, when he's dreaming about the bed. What is it? Lisa's pony. Okay. And, like, it's kind of, yeah. like, billowy and white and kind of cloudy. He drifts just... I don't, I don't know. Why, why are you asking me this shit, John? Come on. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Well, I wasn't asking you anything. I just basically made a comment. I think it should be, like, in King of the Hill fashion, it should have been more of an acid trip scene. But the acid trip scenes, we know something's up. Like, it's a plot device to have Hank not realize he's dreaming twice. Okay, okay. Like, he can't trip acid. And, but he does have, like, the recollection to the dream, which I think is acid trippy. Like, he right. goes to take a bite of that McMuffin and then, like, flashes to the burger with Nancy. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. Like like I said, it just seemed kind of out of place for me because we've grown so accustomed to calling out those really cool acid trippy scenes. Yeah. It seems just to me it seemed like they dropped the ball, but hey, if if you're cool with it, I can be cool with it. Like I don't hate it. I just I don't think you needed an acid trip scene for it. Like it, it would have been weird to see that. Okay. Um in in reference to Peggy and all of her naivete, talking mm-hmm. about how this is how people in france must eat mark do you think the hills would have, by the way they're eating uh, american singles on toothpicks <laughs> and drinking probably three dollar red wine yeah 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 unsurprisingly maybe out of a box um do you think the hills would ever go to europe because if hank won't even go to new york i can't ever picture him in europe maybe germany maybe he would be like yep i like beer and i like sausage and grilling like that's a thing but i can't see him enjoying any other european country Mm, maybe yeah if you could pick one country for the hills to go to in europe where would it be um i want to see them rescue bobby from a student exchange program to uh anywhere up north but he's getting too sick on ludfisk He's eating too much lutefisk. Yeah, okay. he's eating so too he's much in of Scandinavia. Like, sure, yeah, like, yeah, whichever one is funniest for Bobby, like, okay. yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to think here. Of and then, like, I want to see Hank, like, standing there and just, uh, yep, and then some big old, like, Swedish dude, yep. Like, I want to see that. <laughs> okay, now I'm into this. Um... <laughs> Okay, okay. And I I wrote down here as a note, it could go in, in prose, but I have a lot of prose in this. Um, okay. But I, I just wrote it down as a note that Peggy goes a long way to make this, this work. Like, okay. she, she definitely doesn't have to work as hard as she does in this episode. Like, I don't feel like she she needs to in order to be sympathetic or anything like that. I... But she works so damn hard to get Hank to notice her again, to go, well, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. You know, mm-hmm. I want to tell you right now, if I fell asleep mid-coitus with my wife and I woke up saying another woman's name, I would not get let off as easily as that. Yeah, that's very true. You know? So I just want to give Peggy some props here because she very, like, it's never been a question that she values this relationship, but she fucking proves it this episode. Yeah. So, good on her, man. Good on her. What notes you got for me? It is, you're you're right, it is a good Peggy episode. 
real quick, this is real dumb. I just took note. Um, when was our air date, John? It was May the 5th, 2002. Do you know the season slash episode numbers? Um, this is, no, I mean, in total, it's episode 123, uh, but this is episode, season six, episode, holy moly. I'm so excited. Good night. Let me look here. I can also just give it to you. It is 619 and 620. That's right. It's 619 on Cinco de Mayo. Whose number is that, Johnny? 619! (laughs) See, I I thought you were doing a Stephen King reference here because uh, uh, June 19th is when he got hit by a car. Oh, fuck no, So 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 619, you know. God damn it, 619. Thank you for 619, that. 619, Rey Mysterio, Guys, but it aired on Cinco de Mayo. I think that's hilarious. I'm I'm pouring I'm pouring the rest of my beer out here for Mr. Rey Mysterio, who is currently on WWE TV watching both of his children get cuckolded by fucking Australians. It's amazing. Go watch uh, Modern Day Wrestling, guys. I wish I was making that up, but I'm fucking not. I'm probably going to go watch it right now. <laughs> Well, when we're done with this, whatever. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was a long way to go for a short drink of nothing. Uh, Rey Mysterio episode. Um, I want to propose a new segment to you just as a general rule. Um, Sure. So this is the end of season six. And lately, I've been having a hard time remembering episodes. And I think this might have been when I kind of fell off the wagon of King of the Hill for the very first time. And just didn't watch him. So from here on in, I think we should, like, say whether or not we remember this episode. And I think you kind of already hit it. We remember this one very clearly because of, like, the naked scenes. Yes. Yeah. But from here on in, I kind of think we ought to see if we actually remember them when they came out or not. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Or just remember watching them at all because I don't remember the next one. Like, I had a hard time with fun with Jane and Jane. So Interesting. I kind of want to start tracking this a little bit more. So you, you're telling me that you basically your pedigree for King of the Hill goes up to basically the end of season six, and that's your kind of your cutoff. I bet it happens about mid season six is my cutoff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because this would have been kicking into summer, like they would have had a couple, like yeah, they would have ended here with uh, going Japanese, and then school would have started up when they started season seven, and yeah, some yeah. Yeah. I have because I, I was have in high very, school at this point. Very so. distinct memories of. Okay, I have very distinct memories of watching the season seven episode two, and watching the bumpers for it on Fox. I remember some episodes. Yeah, I just so I know I watched that. Yeah, yeah, I know I watched that one. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, let's yeah we'll we'll keep a track of it. Yeah, I it'll be cool. I don't know. I think um, anyway. I think this is the right episode, or, um, sorry. I think this is the right way to do Hank's ass. I got really mad and irritated at the start of this with, um, um, the Colostomizers, the mower racing. What the hell is that episode called? <laughs> Hank's backstory. <laughs> the Colostomizers, Mark? That was the... They're the DGS, the Diminished Glutes. <laughs> that was the name you gave them. <laughs> I don't remember that, but damn, I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, you name, yeah, you named them the Colostomizers. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got really irritated in that one with like Hank jumping around and like being naked in the front yard. But this nudity is the right way to do Hank nudity. It's in like a natural, organic setting. It's not the like sorry butt of the joke. Even though that's how they like. That's the very first shot is Hank's tiny white ass. But that's fine. It establishes yeah. that it does it well. It's the right way to do it. Um, I don't think I could do a nude anything. As I watched this, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, I'm just not confident enough in my personage to be nude in front of other humans. You know. Uh, yeah, I will tell you that I patroned 
and and shit if it was still available i would still very much patron it um a clothing optional hot spring where i used to live in montrose it was about 40 minutes away up in the mountains and i never went nude but honestly i would have felt comfortable doing it i had a a couple of times considered it okay uh, what stopped me is I know a lot of people that go there and it was like, oh, I don't want to have to have that weird, awkward conversation, but uh, you know, if, if you can be comfortable with it, then you can be, if you can't, then you can't. And I don't think there's any one way or another about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about it. But No, like it's, it's an interesting concept because not everybody has that level of confidence in themselves. That that says something about you, like you said. You you're like, uh, I not not enough. Like I'm confident, but not enough to show everyone this. I'm barely confident enough to show my lady of ten years. Like <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So, I hey man, more props to you for knowing your limits, man. <laughs> more props to you for being so fucking body positive on your end. I'm proud of you, bud. Um. Anyway, getting off that. Uh, this is also the second episode where grilling is a plot device. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just noticing I love it. it. Yeah, I fucking love it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, give me your notes, buddy. We're diving hard into grilling this. We're diving hard into grilling at the end of this season, and I like it. I do, too. I really like it, yeah. What do you got for me for uh, notes there, buddy? Um. Well, let's jump into some pros. Okay, pros. Um, I see here. Uh, I... I like Hank's initial line right at the beginning where he's talking to Nancy and he just says, I don't like promoting alternative lifestyles with propane. <laughs> yeah. To me, that's that's tantamount to uh, Kirk Van Houten being told, crackers are a family food. Single people might eat them. We don't know and we don't care. <laughs> we don't know and we don't care. Frankly, <laughs> frankly, they're a... a, a target demographic we can live without that to me that's what hank sounds like when he says alternative lifestyles and, and propane they just don't mix uh, to me it's a funny funny thing especially yeah. in an era of you have to profit off of everything um okay my favorite animation in this whole episode is right off the bat and it's the weird innuendo where Hank is like down on his knees. He's sweating in his armpits. Oh, yeah. He's got his sleeves all pulled up. And he is just like, oh, this valve isn't supposed to be here. And I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And you get the like big grunt and you can see his face like actively tense and then slacken. Mm-hmm. It is some <laughs> of the best potential innuendo that I have ever seen and done in such a good way because that instant release of, Oh, <laughs> and then you see the bubbles come out. Like we all know what so you're doing. Yeah. Good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I have written down here. Hank has a recurring dream about giant burgers. And if that's not amazing, I don't know what is. <laughs> I want to know about the giant burgers. I want to know this dream. I please. I want to know if Hank can just flip the giant burgers, if that's his problem, or if he is making burgers for giant people. I, I want to know. Tell me more. Um, and I, I gotta give, I gotta give our our writers here some huge props because if this is not the best possible use of red corn in the whole series, I'd be surprised. You yeah. go to the Indian healer to interpret dreams and then have him turn on you when he realizes who you're dreaming about. Yeah. Damn, is that perfect use of character. Super good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I got for pros, man. What do you got? Um, Pros. You hit it really hard with the tub installation. I love that whole bit. Kinky little dream world. I just like that. I don't know. And then um, I have the pro <laughs> that AM grilling is the goddamn best. Like... Those hippies are like, someone's got the munchies. Hey, fuck you. Cooking steak at 6 a.m. is the best feeling in the goddamn world. Because not only are you grilling at 6 a.m., you're showing your neighbors that you're the type of guy that eats sausage and or steak at 6 in the goddamn morning. Yes. Can I tell you that I think it is an absolute travesty and, and dare say it, abortion of rights to us as human beings that we can get fucking breakfast McDonald's food any time of the day, but I cannot get a fucking Big Mac when they open at nine. Yeah, absolutely. 
because that's some bullshit. And I like their hamburgers way better than their fucking breakfast food. Okay. That's what should be available all goddamn day. Okay. In my opinion. Guys, you can fight me on it all you want. And I do like McDonald's breakfast. I don't want that to be in fucking question here. Because somebody's going to call me out on it. <laughs> but, dude, I fucking love the idea of making hamburgers at like 9 o'clock in the morning. But that's the giant fat ass in me that just loves to eat everything in sight. I just... My favorite hamburger topping is hash browns and chili. Like, man. Yeah. Keep your fucking food norms off my body. You know what? It's 930 (laughs) in the morning. I'm drinking a beer, oddly enough, with a naked chick on it out of Irwin Brewing. Amber's Lager. It's really good. Um, God damn it. Like, I hate food norms. They piss me off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and your, your hamburger that you just described right there is an every, like, hour of the day burger. You can eat it literally any time of day. No, you got to eat it before dinner because that's the last thing you're going to do before you go into a coma. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying component wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know from experience because like it's like it's so many calories and you're done. You and your fucking you and your fucking hash browns and chili, man. You're going to put that shit on everything until you die. Oh, and it's probably going to be what kills me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all my pros. (laughs) Um, I didn't have a lot. I just generally liked this episode and watched it. Animation is still oh, absolutely. That's also in my cons. So never mind. We'll get there when we get there. Um, Let's see. For my cons, I have desperate red corn is uncomfortable. I don't like seeing him go. You had a dream about my nan nan, Mm -hmm. and just like breaking down. I know we're getting to that point with him to where he is no longer the chiseled red man block of American native that is John Redcorn, but it's really hard to see. Yeah. Like just watching it. Um, And my biggest con in this episode is that so much of it, all almost all of, no, all of the, it's not almost, it is. It's all of the like antagonistic nature of this episode is based on, the fact that Hank can control his dreams. You can't see me air quoting here. Yeah. No one can control what they fucking dream. So why is everybody having such a huge issue with this? Why is Dale freaking out and trying to electrocute Hank? Why is Peggy freaking the fuck out and trying to like do all this, this crazy shit and tell Hank that he's the worst person in the world because he just keeps thinking about Nancy. Why is Redcorn like essentially tantamount to threatening him? Mm-hmm. He cannot control it. Yeah. And God help him, he actually went to the one person that he thought might be able to help him in John Redcorn. Mm-hmm. And that backfired on him. So it's just like, I get it. It's a plot device and it got to get conflict from somewhere. But it's like, come on, guys, you picked a plot device that literally is uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me your cons, man. Um, Cons. There's no way that hot tub gets hot that fast. Nancy jumps into that fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever, it's a real dumb note, but, um, it's a, just a goddamn it Peggy note. They are intentionally making Peggy gross, and I don't like it, with her, like, fucking swim cap and nose plug. It's like, you're going hot tubbing. Yeah. Like, you're talking about yeah. this is what they do in France. Like, I'm not saying put Peggy in a Nancy two-piece, I'm just saying, like, don't make Peggy so gross. Like you don't need to like devalue Peggy as a woman because she gets all weird about it and self-conscious about the girls and, you know, says you can date equal or younger women of equal hotness or whatever. So she still thinks that she's hot shit, but like, you don't need to do that. We don't need, you don't need to illustrate for us that Peggy is unattractive because like she's already Peggy. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I just think there'd be an unduly mean to her, but also using it in the wrong way. Lady Bird is dead. She's literally fucking dead. And Hank carries her around for six hours. This is the end of Lady Bird. <laughs> She's goddamn dead. I was waiting for, waiting for you to call it out because that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen anyone do. And especially his just like triumphant, guess who finally made after six hours? <laughs> Yeah, because she's dead. The dog is not shitting anymore. That was her last shit. <laughs> like, the dog is dead. Um, Finally, why is Peggy so tan? And Or I guess, why is Peggy the same color? 
They make a very clear point to animate hand or wow, Jesus Christ. They make a very clear Hank point. Thank you to animate Hank with a tan line. But then when they get naked, Peggy is a uniform color. And I know that it's not because Peggy is tanning naked in the backyard. I know that she's not using Boomhauer's tanning bed. So what the hell? Like just a note. I don't know. Mm. No, for that's it's a good continuity note. We are I am one to be up on the dick of King of the Hill animation, and that seems like a weird King of the Hill animation flub, but that's me. Uh, you got some favorite moments, buddy? I don't have one written down, man. But if I have to throw one out there, it's it's the conversation we just had not five minutes ago about you should be able to not be judged for wanting a fucking hamburger at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Okay. I like that the resolution of this episode is also like it it it's not about a weird sexual thing. It's literally about Hank going, God, I've been doing the same job for twenty years and it just doesn't do it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I get to do this weird taboo thing with, with propane and it's like sexually awoken me. Yeah. I find that as a very funny resolution. <laughs> but how about you, man? You got a favorite moment? Um, no, not really. It's kind of, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of funny. Like, this is a fine episode. I like it, but I don't really have anything that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there. Exactly. Well, Mark, I say you give us a breakdown of our rating system here and then we can get this bad boy rated. Hell yeah, dude. This one's going to get controversial because we're breaking it down like cheese. Oh boy. <laughs> So, at the very, very bottom is our charcoal. A charcoal is a turd of an episode. It's also a slice of Velveeta cheese. It's not even fucking cheese. It's reconstituted pig food in jelly form. It might as well be goddamn power bait. Listeners, go get a jar of yellow power bait and taste it. It tastes just like Velveeta, I promise. <laughs> Above that is a megalo. A megalo is like a bronze episode. It's not that good of an episode, but you're gonna watch it, and at the same time, a little bit of good king, of, a little bit of bad king of the hill is okay. And in this case, it's American cheese. Hey, it's sort of cheese if you don't think about it too goddamn hard, and it goes on everything, and people seem to enjoy <laughs> it. But it's not fucking only, good only American singles from Kraft. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's just gross, like. But whatever, it's cheese. You're gonna eat it. You're you're just gonna do it. It's what's gonna happen to you. Um, above that is Colby Jack cheese. Colby Jack cheese. It goes there. on goddamn everything. Everybody likes it. Nobody has anything good to say about it. But it's not just. A, it's just not that great of a cheese. In that case, it's a butane <laughs> of an episode. It's a bastard cheese. It doesn't stand out very much. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't stand out. It's this. Yeah, like. This is it. It doesn't stand out. It's middle of the road. But you know what? It's good, and everybody puts it on everything. Um, Above that is Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack is the best goddamn cheese of the world. And in this case, it would be a charking episode. It's a really funny episode. It's enjoyable. People are used well. But maybe you need a little bit of context to enjoy it, or maybe somebody drops some lines. And it's not the perfect episode. In that case, if it's the perfect, then you're going to go with a smoked Gouda and or our Blue Flame of Valor. A Blue Flame of Valor is the perfect episode of King of the Hill. It's like a perfect episode of television. It's just good. And anybody can enjoy it with no context, just like anybody can enjoy the sweet, savory smokiness of a good Gouda. So, Johnny, <laughs> on, a st- on a scale of Velveeta shit to Gouda glory, what are you giving Suge Knight? Uh, so I gave Suge Knight a Butane or Colby Jack. I wanted to like this episode more, but it's just fine. There's nothing spectacular here. It's very average. The best takeaway from this episode is grilling at 9 a.m. and you get to see a lot of Nancy. Okay. Also, I'm going to debate you on on Smoked Aguda being your Blue Flame of Valor. While it is very fucking good and I'm literally away, like two hours away from the land of fucking Smoked Aguda in the Netherlands where I can buy a wheel of the fucking shit for like 30 bucks. Oh. And yes, a straight up fucking wheel of cheese, mind you. Uh, I will say that my personal blue flame of valor is horseradish cheddar, but mm. you may continue. Mm. See, I, I thought pepper jack would be kind of divisive for us because I didn't know if you like pepper jack or not. And I was gonna make oh, pepper I jack. Love pepper I was jack. gonna make pepper jack the blue flame, and I was like, yeah, but everybody fucking likes gouda. But you have to say pepper jack like Peggy. Pepper heck. <laughs> pepper hack. <laughs> I should have said fucking Monterey hack. Monterey, heck. 
<laughs> um, Mark, what do you what do you, what do you give this guy? I'm giving it a butane, making it a two-tane. Yeah, nothing happens. It's memorable <laughs> because somebody gets naked, and this is one of your first like someone's naked on a show that you see as an adult or as a young adult. That's why you remember it. Um, that's why you remember Reemergent Virgin, all that good stuff, and that's about it. Um, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to turn it off if it's on, but eh, at least I got some goddamn cheese. At least you got some goddamn cheese. All right, Mark, let's keep on rocking and rolling with episode 124, Dang Ol' Love. Original air date, this is also May 5th, 2002. This episode and last episode aired on the same date. Weird. Different writers. Um, we have writ- this episode written by Dean Young. Okay. Uh, and our cast of characters, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Ice Cream Lady, or the Mrs. Twisty Cone. I don't know which you prefer. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marlene, Stephen, Crossing Guard, Dang Ol' Mima, and um, mentioned Nancy Gribble. She doesn't actually show up. Okay. Okay. Uh, my synopsis, Boomhauer finally experiences heartbreak and an unlikely hero helps him out. Okay, yeah. Mark, I got a lot of problems with this fucking episode. I'm in. Let's do her, buddy. Let's do it. So A-Star characters, Boomhauer, Marlene, and Bill. I, like, I don't think you can count a lot of the other guys. Like, they're they're there tangentially, but Bill's the one that fucking shows up the most. Yeah, they're not there. They're there, but they're not there. Yeah. Uh, I did take notes here. So there's a website that I found. I didn't write it down, but it references and will tell you what was playing on what network on any given night. Oh, cool. Because I thought this was a typo that this premiered on the same night as the other one, and it did not. But I don't know why they put both of these on the same night other than to just, like, shit them out. Yeah. Because it was the end of the season. Because, let's see, this is the second episode to premiere on May the 5th, and it was competing with, that night, you want to guess what was on TV? Oh, May 5th is a Sunday. Survivor. Not even that. No, so it had two, it had two fucking movies, like, actual movies, but like, on TV movies, to compete with, and a a semi-final for the NBA Western Conference semi-finals. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it had to compete with Stuart Little. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was playing on ABC and uh, The Mummy, the 1999 Mummy on the WB. Ooh, I'm watching The Mummy over this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly, I'm right there with you, but I'm watching The Mummy over probably 90% of these episodes. <laughs> That movie is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, it is. Um, but yes, I just I took some notes as to, like, why in the world would this premiere, other than, hey, we have extra episodes and we need to get them out by the end of the fucking season. So, let's go. Yeah, gotta be. Or, yeah, Fox doesn't own basketball. Maybe they're trying to snipe ratings. They did not, exactly. But that's so... It's weird, though, because... It, out of ABC, WB, and Fox, the only other big player in the game means that NBC is probably where San Antonio and the Lakers were playing. But it was game three of a semifinal. That's so fair, it yeah. was like it was a conference semifinal even. So this is like the third tier. Hmm. Not even the finals finals. Like it's a broke ass game. Maybe I'm misremembering, but So this is animation domination before it was actually a thing. Yeah. Do you remember there being a double billing of King of the Hill on Sundays? No. I feel no, like definitely I not a new episode. I feel like I do. I feel like I I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe not not at this time, because I think at this time we still had Family Guy. I think it was pre Family Guy. Yeah, but so you so it was like King canceled. of the Hill Simpsons, whatever like that third leg was, and then Family Guy and then that <laughs> other fourth leg. And that would be the Usually show that, like the PJs or something. Yeah, and those were the shows that never stuck around, but like it was Simpsons Family Guy and King of the Hill. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. This is 20 years this is history from 20 years ago that no one but you and I care about. 
It is. It is. I just thought it was interesting because, like, you don't normally see two episodes dumped in a single night, and then they had a brand new episode of The Simpsons right after this, but it was only a single one. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Other notes. I have a uh, Boomhauer moved to Denver. Mark. <laughs> yeah, he did. Denver. He moved to Denver. Goddamn Texans fucking moving um, to Colorado. They're the, they're the worst. <laughs> Guys, if you're from Texas, stay the hell out of Colorado. Hey. Please. Hey, you Unless you're going to buy my mom's house for a million Texans fucking anymore, dollars. <laughs> hey, my mom still does. Unless you're going to buy her house for a million fucking dollars, stay the hell out. <laughs> um, The Dido song that is playing in the background, Mark. Yes. Thank you by Dido. Thank you. Uh, it is m- most notably known as a collaboration with what other artist? Uh, Eminem. Eminem, exactly. Like I said, it was weird that I'm referencing Eminem and Suge Knight and Death Row Records and all this shit in one episode. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the episode you have at, or at the wow, <laughs> let me restart that. <laughs> the song at the very end of this is Barracuda by Heart. Yep. And I have a question for you, Mark. Okay. And we're going to bring up this stupid subject again, but. If you guys haven't already figured it out by now, Mark and I don't want to see this show get rebooted. Yeah. So. Because the reboots are never good, guys. Fucking watch Futurama. They all suck. And it got picked up like eight more times. And every time it got worse and less good. I. Like. Really? I have a hard time watching past season five of Futurama. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, do you want King of the Hill Um, to be goddamn Simpsons? Is that what you guys want? And so then you can come on here and be like, well, wait a minute. Where, where, why does Khan sound weird? Well, because you can't have Toby Huss saying Khan anymore. That's why. And now it's Ken Jong. Aren't <laughs> you exactly fucking it. proud? You got yeah. Chet Ken Jong to be Khan Super Nusimpon. Like. I mean, I mean, I'm into Ken Jong playing fuck Khan. Fuck you. I hate, that's, I hate that's Ken Jong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We all know. But man, no, like stop the reboots. Do anything else. Like. New Beavis and Butthead is not enjoyable. Um, anyway. I, I still haven't watched any of those new episodes and I need to. Uh, I mean the 2000 the whatever you... like MTV ones. They're not good. The one, the, the like 2010s yeah. that you and I watched? Yeah. They were kind of funny in the moment. And when they're like making fun of Twilight, it's great. But that's about it. Yeah. No, it's sitting, currently right now, there is half a season of brand new, like, within the last few months, sitting unwatched by you and I. Oh, I know. I don't want to watch it. I know. Yeah. I, wa- I went back uh, and watched New Mark- Simpsons, and none of them are good. There's one where Homer and Marge get, like, lost in the wilderness, and it's a really good episode. And then everyone after that fucking sucked. I'm just like, man, please just let things die. Like, okay, I'm done. I'm right. done bitching. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, pending the reboot, do you think we're going to see Boomhauer using something like Tinder if this thing ever actually gets off the ground? Do you think we're gonna see him just trolling through his smartphone? Yeah, and it's gonna be like the fucking episode of Family Guy where Quagmire discovered Tinder, and that's what's gonna happen. And then the guys are gonna have to rescue Boomhauer from dehydration. Like, <laughs> okay. And then Bill's going to get on Grinder halfway through it and not understand what he did. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, give me some of your notes, buddy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so pessimistic, man. Um, anyway, god damn it. Bill is a fucking serial killer in this episode. Uh, Ugh, like, god, just pant load, lodius, lodius of the pants right here. Um, but to that end, I really like pant load Hauer. I think it's hilarious. And finally, Johnny, you and I need to go Tomcatting. <laughs> we're going to go out Tomcatting, huh? We're going to go to- I don't know what it means, but we're going to do it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, guys, in case you didn't realize, I was being facetious in our opening cold open here. I am still married, so I can't go to Tomcatting with Mark. <laughs> but, Damn it, you've deceived me for the well, last time. <laughs> you and I are enemies now. 
Oh shit! I'm not supposed to be quoting newer, newer Futurama. I'm sorry. You can laugh um, at Mark, it because just... it has its moments. You and I are enemies now is a good one, but goddamn it, only the fucking like little segment shows are the good episodes, like that one or the goddamn <laughs> nature episode. I'm forty percent ass, baby. That's a great fucking line. Arf, arf. But like, I could have done without. I don't know. Um, I like the gender swap episode. That one's funny. Um, I'm trying to think of one that I genuinely hate. It doesn't matter. This ain't Dango Future on the cast. Who? <laughs> Yo, Lila Lila. No, I like that one. That's like my most hated episode of that whole series. <laughs> um, Mark, I'm jumping into prose. I'm going to cut your ass Do off Do that. Right now. Cut my ass off. Um, I'm clearly fucking drunk <laughs> I've only... on my 1 8 a.m. beer. <laughs> I've only got one pro here, and it's that everyone is taking the piss right out of Bill, right off the bat, even Peggy, with her imaginary coffee cup for his imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> and that, to me, is funny. <laughs> yeah, It's like, you guys have put up with Bill's nonsense and his shit for so long that you're all just like, fine, this is how we're dealing with it. You're getting called out on it right away. <laughs> Uh, do you have any pros, man? Because that's the only one I got, and I have a lot of fucking cons. I got a couple. Um, I got Mima Boomhauer. She's hilarious. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like the sight gag with the with the dentures is really good. I w- yeah, I was just gonna say, dentures is great. That whole little bit's great. <laughs> They're going Tomcatting. There's a woman. The first woman they see. There's a woman. It's a crossing guard. <laughs> I, just, I laughed way too hard. Um, pro, Bill's anime speech. I get really tired of seeing this oh, recut. God. I get tired of seeing it recut all the damn time and they put it to anime music and shit. But I like it. I like it in this moment. I like it in this capacity. Um, we just saw, I, I do think it's cool to see Bill giving like relationship counseling, I guess, kind of sort of. Um, he's now done it for Boomhauer and for Dale in The Trouble with Gribbles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hank is the best at being married, but Bill is the best at being divorced and keeping his friends away from that type of, like, tragedy. It's just weird to me that, like, yeah. he did this for Boomhauer, but not for Bobby and I'm with Cupid. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I also think by this point it's totally reasonable to say that Bill has experienced his fair share of heartbreak and not just in Lenore. Like, the Dixie Chicks, yeah, he was just playing in the garden, but I think he really cared for Ann Richards, and then, like, Lenore came back and he dealt with that shit. Like, it's all these little things, like, hell, one of his exes tried to kill him. And that was very rough. Yeah. Yeah, and when he's gonna get more, like, I'm I'm gonna come right, right out and say it, guys, and this is a few seasons too early, but Bill and Lauma needed to be a thing and it needed to fucking stay that way. I would have been happy if it had stayed. For a couple seasons, it would have been good. Yeah. Yeah, that's my pros. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't hate this episode. I just didn't care about this episode. I was on my phone a lot. I was on my phone a whole lot for this one. Yeah. And also, general rule, animation is just wonky as shit. But yeah, I'm going to keep bitching about that for a while. Watch, when when you watch next week's, do me a favor and just kind of pay attention and tell me if, like, maybe my okay. TV is, like, my frame rate's bad or something. Or I don't know, but, like, see what you think, because maybe I'm just going crazy, but I'm curious. Give me your cons, buddy. Open okay. up with that good shit. So, I'm beginning to think that Bill is an incel neckbeard who would basically, like, who in their right mind would follow through with a scheme to just pothole your alley and wait for someone to just totally eat shit. Yeah. And then walk up to them. Yeah. Especially dressed in your fucking army dress, like all that shit. Dude, you're you're insane. Bill has officially crossed over into insane territory and he just keeps getting fucking worse. Yeah. You already called it out, but he is basically like a fucking serial killer in this episode. Uh walking up to her to, to this woman he does not know. He's talked to you maybe once and says, "I would like cut a piece of your hair for my hair collection." Again, nope. He's Not got a hair collection. Okay. Like, does it fit with him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking fit with him. Him getting up in Boomhauer's face and saying, well, I was just in the master bathroom where I should have been master. No, 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 no. And I found this. And he's stealing underwear. Yeah. Gross and creepy. And then he plays the like, 
weird eight-year-old like victim when he gets pushed into the 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 water i had a digital watch you could have electrocuted me no i'm done with it i'm fucking done with bill like this episode has pushed me over the goddamn line i cannot fucking handle him at this level anymore so if the next few episodes have got him in this they're they're instantly getting downgraded an entire level just because he says a fucking line like, I am so done with Bill right now and what these guys are doing to him. I hope he gets a fucking retooling soon. But we just watched him being confident load in fucking uh, tanking it to the streets. You know what I mean? We, like, we did. We did. But that's it's like at the least, one at least shiny fucking ago, golden kernel in a big, big pile of shit. You, yeah, but like three seasons ago, like we got Bill nailing the Dixie Chicks and then waiting like an entire season to become a pant load again. And he's already like nailed yeah. that lady cop, here's hoping. And he's already back to pant load. It's just like, yeah. god damn, like I'm with you. Like they I'm have, with you 100%. They have practically fucking ruined him. They have practically fucking ruined him. You know, you had a real authentic character here in uh, oh god, what is what is the uh, Christmas episode? Where he turns into Lenore. Why, why am I forgetting the name of the episode? Pretty, pretty dresses. Pretty, thank you. We have the very complex and very like raw and emotional Bill in Pretty, Pretty Dresses that has some fucking character growth and progression and everything else at the end of it. And now we've turned him into a giant fat sack of joke. Mm-hmm. He's a joke. And he's not a funny joke anymore because I've been seeing the same stupid joke from him for half a season, if not the entirety of season six. Yeah, pretty Bar much. one episode where you kind of try to redeem him, he is just he has become the the punching bag of this entire show, and he's worth more than that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that event, I know. Like, if I were watching this, and as it as it was coming out, and if I had had taken this point to say Bill was my favorite character, and you guys did this, I probably would not continue to watch. And hindsight, I know he gets better. I know we have better episodes with Bill. Fuck, dude, Blood and Sauce is one of my favorite fucking episodes, and that's like season 10, 11, or 12. Bill Bulk and the Body Buddies. But, God, that is also a fantastic fucking episode. Even the Bedo episode. The Diabetes has got some Wheelchair. Good shit in it. Yes. Yeah. Like, we will get good Bill again, but if, if I, watching this. Straight out, if I had gotten to this point of Bill and said he was my favorite character and you did this to him, I probably wouldn't watch the rest of the fucking series. If this was your first would episode, you wouldn't off. pick up another episode. Like, No. Yeah. Not for Bill. Not for any of them. None of them are good. God. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the last <laughs> the last con I have here is I don't understand why Peggy just bites Hank's head off. I, I feel like it's very unwarranted. She's oh taking, my God, yeah. Or he's taking Boomhauer out. To, like, help get his confidence back. And she's like, well, if you're going to go out and do this, and nah, 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 like just, like, totally rips into him. I'm like, dude, where the fuck does this come from? You know he's not doing it for himself. He's doing it for his friend. And you wouldn't have a fucking problem if this was Bill or Dale. But also, what is he, what does she think is going to happen? Like, what, what what's Hank going to do? Like, go, go fucking, like, all bang bros on a bunch of fucking, like, college students? Come on, man, it's Hank. Like... <laughs> Well, and, and she feels like, I, I don't understand why she feels like she needs to say, oh, you think that his infidelity is funny now? Well, yeah, it's been the fucking running joke for six seasons, Peggy, and you've never had an issue with it until now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why bite Hank's head off over it now? That it doesn't, doesn't make, it doesn't track for me. It doesn't track for me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you get, get into your cause because I'm, I'm done. I got to like drink some beer and fucking cool off for you're a second. You're fine. Jesus. You're good, buddy. I am glad to not. <laughs> Are you sure that you're not fucking angry, Jane? I think you're angry, Jane. I don't know. Dude, I am. I am angry fucking Jane right now. You you did my boy fucking dirty. You did him real good at first. And now you have just like drug his ass through a minefield of fucking used diapers and fucking Indian food. <laughs> Cons, um, pretty much what you were saying. Bill is weird. He is too pant loady. Like it's the maximum. It is the zenith of the pant load, and I don't like it. Um, con, I want to say that I find Boomhauer's behavior re- uh, reprehensible, or not reprehensible, but just kind of gross. And then I get to thinking about it, 
And I realized that I was sort of a weird pant load a couple of times about a couple of women. And I know that you were around for at least two of those. And John, I'm real sorry that you had to put up with me for that. And this episode made me remember <laughs> that I was a pant load okay. about it. And I'm sorry, buddy. Thank you for being there. Hey, also, tell your lady off the- mic. I appreciate her, too. <laughs> um, Mark, Mark, the difference is you were a fucking appropriate age to do this. You weren't 40 goddamn years old. Okay. Good enough. Thank you. I, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I got. I don't, I don't like how little this episode means, but still being such a big growth moment for Boomhauer, because this is a good Boomhauer episode, it's just a bad episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bit in, okay, just case in point, I really hate the whole beeline of Bobby being sad about the ice cream lady. I really feel like this one was like, yeah. they were kind of strapped for time. Maybe they didn't get to develop the episode out. But so, like, he's got a B-plot, and, like, Luann has some lines by the pool about, oh, no, the ice cream lady is never coming back again. And Bobby realizes, and then he bitch, and then they cut him in, and he bitches about, I gotta walk eight blocks to get ice cream now. It's like, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad that you yeah. have to fucking walk, you fat little bastard. Like, but they just, they don't, it's bad use of Bobby. I don't know, but... Yeah, favorite moment? Uh, I have one, I guess. And it's just because it was, it like, it was very weird and abrupt. Okay. And it's right at the very beginning. And it's when Bill is knocking on everybody's fucking windows and like trying to tell them he met a woman. And it's his response to Boomhauer. There's a dead wolf on your lawn. I'm kidding. I met a woman. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's, that's just weird as fuck. And I'm into it. Okay, we're cool with it. Yeah. It's the only thing I could say that's a favorite moment of this episode. And I, I just liked it because it, it kind of threw me for a loop. I don't fucking like this episode, guys. Yeah. I, I'm i with you. I don't like it. Um, Mima Boomhauer is funny, I guess. That's cool. Um, I don't know. I don't even like Bill's motivational speech at the end. No, it doesn't save it. No. It does not save him from being a fucking creep the whole episode. I like, I like it as a bit. I like it as a moment. But, like... I just don't care. There's no, I don't know. I do, but I, I do have to come around and say that I do like Boomhauer at the end when he goes and apologizes to the ice cream lady. Yes, that was very nice. I like that because I do like the idea of growth. We're going to see it too. Like we're going to, that's the, like the Boomhauer episode type is Boomhauer's and love episodes. It's this one. It's the I, Canada one. It's the, uh, one with his brother. With Patch. Yeah. I'm I'm coming to realize I really don't like Boomhauer episodes. Well, they're not good. Um, it was Miss Sally, like, yeah. Uh, it's not easy being green, you know, like, which was also this season. Yeah. Um, pass that. I don't know. You want to write her, buddy? Uh, sure. I, I mean, I guess. Do you have anything else you to say? To go first. No, like, you guys. You can do better. Like, who who fucking wrote this? Dean Young? Dean Young, you can do better. Which is so weird, because we like come Dean on, Young man. stuff. Really? Like, come on. Do fucking better. I know you did this was 20 goddamn years ago, but do fucking better. Yeah. Um, Mark, I gave Dangle Love a Megalo. Okay. It's not quite a charcoal for me. It's fucking close. Um, this episode makes me very mad. Every character seems way dumber than they need to be. And Bill is just like over the top fucking gross and annoying the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get fucking redeemed with his thing at the end. Okay. The growth of the character of Boomhauer, I think, is what saves this from being a charcoal for me. But I will actively fucking skip this episode the next time it comes up. Oh, shit. Okay. So take that as you will. What'd you give this guy? Um, I gave it a butane. I don't hate it as much as you did, but now talking to you, I might bump it. No, fuck it. I'm giving it a megalo. I don't. I like that Boomhauer learned something. That's cool. Like that's yeah, but if that's the only thing you take out of it, I know, and then like the more you say that, the more it kinda like makes me think about it and yeah. Shit, no. God yeah, it's the whole episode is Bill being a fucking weird incel. Mm -hmm. And I I hate it. I hate it. He feels entitled to this shit. Yeah. You stole my woman. No, he didn't. 
you fucking dug a bunch of weird ass potholes to fucking maim someone. Yeah. I also don't buy that Hank would let them get away with that, honestly. Like, I have to imagine he's the one who oversaw them because he's watching them as they fill them back in. Yeah, but he let them do it in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so this is the end of season six by and like, I'm not counting returning Japanese. That's the like season end, but it's a two parter into season one. Um, let's talk about season six real quick. What were your good moments? What were your bad moments? Like, what do you got, buddy? Um, let me see here. If I had to pick a a favorite episode out of this. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe bluegrass is always greener. Okay. Maybe joust like a woman. Okay. Um, I know you have a particular fondness for Lupe's revenge. Yep. That episode makes me cringe so damn hard. <laughs> I love that fucking episode. <laughs> um, it's season six is solid altogether. If I'm looking here at the, so I'm looking here at the IMDb star ratings. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing on this in this entire season that's under a, under a seven stars. Yeah, and by and large, I agree with them. Except for Bobby I goes would nuts too. being an eight point eight. Call him bullshit there, but yeah, yeah. I, we can. But, I think we I mean, can both gets, say that's our least favorite one. Was Bobby goes nuts? I I have my own personal issues with that, and it's because it 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 just turned into. A giant meme that that's that's all anybody thinks about when they think about this this series now and i hate that but there's three other episodes in here that achieve an eight or higher soldier of misfortune gets an eight we rated um, that one super high though we just got mad about gun culture in america we did like but we rated we that did. one real high um beer and loathing got an eight and i don't think that deserves as high of, of one as it got and returning japanese got an eight four I'm really curious to see if I like it because I remember it, but I don't remember if I like it. And I know I, that I, I know it is several of our like listeners' it. favorite episodes, and I am very curious to see. It's it's somebody like it. It helps that you and I are both huge fans of of Japanese culture in general. I think that's going to play into whether you like this or not. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gonna, I, I always get the warm fuzzies when I watch Returning Japanese. It makes me happy to watch Bobby fall in love with a little Japanese girl <laughs> every time. Confirmed every that Bobby time. has nothing but Asian um, fever. I would say that out of season six, there is one episode that I won't fucking watch again, and it's this one. Uh, dang, it's Dangle Love. Not Bobby Goes Nuts? No, I'll still watch it. I don't I don't like that scene, and I don't like what it represents, but I'll still watch it. It's an okay episode. But out of the, I mean, 22 episodes, I think. Yeah. 21 episodes. There's one that I won't watch again. That's not bad. Like, um, what do you, no. what do you rate it? Like charcoal, blue flame. What, how do you rate the season? For this season? Um, I'm going to give it a butane. Okay. It's, it's, it's middle of the road. It's definitely not the golden years. You know, our seasons two, three, four, five, those are like Char Kings or Blue Flame seasons. Yeah. Like as close as we're going to get, that's that's as good as King of the Hill will ever get, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. This is a butane. It's definitely not low tier. Um, I would watch any episode out of season six, with the exception of one, okay. over probably any episode out of season nine, ten, eleven. So just about you're telling me that like this is season six. We're done with season six. We're now better than halfway through. It's all yeah. downhill from here. I think we're just. I think we've peaked for sure. Okay. But I don't know if it's necessarily downhill. I think we're we're plateauing. That's for sure. We're not going to take okay. a huge run downhill, but I think we're plateauing for a while. We're going to sit here in just kind of mediocrity, and we're going to live in butane land for a while. Okay. All right, I'm in. Yeah, I, I think this is a butane yeah. of a season. Um, there were, I do like that you and I have different opinions on what we like and dislike. That does make me happy. Um, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, this would be like really boring radio. And it's like they just love King of the Hill. But to that end, Johnny, <laughs> do you still like King of the Hill, buddy? Hey, Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about yourself? I still love King of the Hill, and then I page over to season seven, episode one. 
Get Your Freak Off, the one with the dancing episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Johnny. Um, it doesn't get good till episode We've got some interesting six. ones. Oh, God. I mean, we've got oh. some good ones coming up here, but... Ooh, Mark, we have Pygmalion coming up, and that is a that is a big one for me. I saw that. Um, I saw... Oh, Queasy Rider's a good one. I like that one. Officer and a Gentle Boy, which yeah. you have cited as your favorite Cotton episode. It's... it's Oh, that is... Yes. Um, uh, pool I, Bible I misspoke study. earlier in this... I misspoke earlier in this episode, and I said that I distinctly remember the second season of this next... Or second episode of this next season, I remember watching it on TV. It is actually the finale of season seven that I would distinctly remember. So I watched a lot of King of the Hill yeah. well into Fox's reign. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I remember reruns of Witches of East Arlen. And also this is the season You know what? I don't care. You know what we're not doing this yet. Because I see a lot of turds, but I also see a lot of good ones that I remember loving. So We'll do that when the time comes. In the meantime, Johnny, those good folks where they can find us? Uh, I can tell them. Uh, uh, the good folks of Internet and Podcast Lane can find us at Dangle Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. They can email us at danglepodcast at gmail.com. They can find me at Stream on Twitter. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in, you know, I don't have a cute one for this week. We're just going to say... The Rhine River, because I literally could have walked to the Rhine River today. And stream as in the waterfall of cheddar cheese that was at my senior prom next to the chocolate fountain. Cheers to that. And I dipped hot wings in ooey, streamy, ooey, gooey cheddar cheese, and it was breathtaking. Um, I don't know. I I got cheese in the brain. Um... You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can also find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of weird topics. Johnny has been on there before, too. He might be on there again in the future if I'm doing my timing right. Oh, Johnny, we got to talk about stuff off mic. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> we love you guys. And, yeah, you stay turned on. I don't know. You stay fired up for King of the Hill. <laughs> I don't I got nothing. Thank, thank you guys so much for six seasons of listening to Dang Old Podcast. We hope you're, you're here for all of season seven. That was the right way to do that. Thank you, John. Good night, guys. <laughs>